hey, so we've actually changed the podcast format and have rebranded entirely since we made these first few episodes. If you're interested in our new format, those start at episode seven. We've decided to leave the old ones up because they're a pretty great snapshot into who we are as people and what led us to decide to start trying to be psychic in the first place. Required context for these episodes is that they were meant to be complimentary two videos on an animation channel that we ran. Those videos are still up on YouTube if you're interested in watching them, but it's not needed to enjoy the episode. But by all means, please do watch them. We did pour our heart and souls into them and they're pretty funny. With that being said, please enjoy our humble podcast beginnings. Hello, I am Crystal J- Hello, I am Crystal Joy. I'm David Rice. And this- Hello, I am Crystal Joy. I'm David Rice. And this is On the Chair with Crystal. And David. This is a podcast where we talk about the inspirations and true life stories behind the videos that we make on YouTube. And if you don't know who we are, please hang out anyway. You don't have to have seen those videos to enjoy this content. But if you want more context, go on over, check them out. It's a good time. They're a good time. Please watch them. On weeks like this week, I, I, tr- I make the joke in other podcasts that it takes my soul, but really... In a retrograde, in a in a Mercury Gatorade. Gatorade. Your bitch just is about ready to be done. This is the third time we filmed this podcast. Three. So please go watch those videos. And if you don't, if you don't want to do that, if you're not a YouTube video animation watcher, bitch, that's okay. Sit in my chair, hang out with us as we talk about dumb shit. David, what dumb shit are we talking about today? My Hero Academia. My Hero Academia. Yes. No way. Normally we we draw. (laughs) from past life experience and we you know we talk about what the actual experience was that influenced the story mm-hmm. but this is about my hero academia so yeah. obviously my hero academia influenced the story yeah because you didn't go there or did i if you did and you didn't bring me what i wanted to take from and talk about today though are the themes of my hero academia that we took from the anime and put into our video the inspirations the inspirations the theme inspirations good <laughs> the inspiration. That's good. Thanks. Yeah. What are what are the theme inspirations, David? Uh, first we have what it takes to be a real hero. Yes. Uh, true. Hero. A true hero. Two, the powers that be and how they played a role in the hero society. Mm-hmm. Three, things are not just black and white. No, they're not. And four, facing that shadow self, the facing parts the that we want to hide, dark side of yourself. The dark side of like yourself. Like Link in the sha- in the in the water temple. Now Deku doesn't necessarily have that. Yeah. Evil. Yeah. Counterpart. I was gonna thing. say there's not like an inner darkness within him, which we do have in our video. So. But every hero faces some sort some sort of darkness in their heart. Yeah. That they need to overcome. The darkness in your heart the became. Darkness. Actually, you know, before that, what? let's do a quick synopsis on Shit. the show. Okay. And how it kind of on our video. For people who don't know, what's the show about? Show about this kid. Deku. Little baby boy. Little baby boy is quirkless, Sweet. which Sweet means baby. he doesn't have superpowers. Superpowers is quirks in this yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Quirkless uh, gets a quirk through happenstance. Yeah. And then his journey on how he becomes a true hero yeah. following his idol. Um, All Might. Mm-hmm. And then for you in our video, yeah. it's similar. You gain your powers through an ABCD. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is was fun. fun. Yeah. Um, and your journey in 
the U.S. version of My Hero Academia UA Academy mm-hmm. and how you want to become a true hero and follow your idol, Doleon. Yeah. Doleon is not as good as All Might. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll just say that. No. So it, I, what I really liked about it, they kind of evolve your uh, your idea of what a what it means to be a hero throughout the mm-hmm. show. And the side character is used to put pressure on heroes who are just saying, I'm going to be a hero. I'm just going to do justice for what justice is. For and it's like sake. this character, Stain, uh, challenges that idea. Okay, well, what does it mean to actually be a hero? Like, I think y'all are posers. Yeah, he's like, I don't think you are heroes. Fake fans. And I think because of that, that's mm. kind of what pushes the villains to become more prominent in the society. Yeah. And it causes the heroes to lose face. Weren't they villaining before? Yes, they were, but they didn't do it in such a grand scale. They weren't mm. like organized. They were like, qua- like, like comfort villaining. Yeah, like, like, huh? I'm sad today. Let me just hurt this guy. <laughs> yeah, probably. Okay. You know, maybe, maybe they stole some pennies from the tip jar. Monsters. <laughs> How dare they? Monsters. So Deku, he has this heart for for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think it hasn't been said in the show yet, but I think that they're going to be talking about how. It's not just to go take care and stop the villains from doing it, right? It's not just to beat them up and stop them from doing the villainy, but it's to connect to them and understand mm-hmm. them on a personal level. Oh shit! So yeah. how? And and anime. An anime. Nakama friend. Oh my god. Yeah. Conquers all. Conquers all. So I got that part right. You did. In the in the game. You got that right. I did. I got that very right. <laughs> I'm so good at this game. Shit. So my question, David, what makes a true hero in the first place? Or not even a true hero, because it's called Can You Become a Pro Hero? Which, I mean, even in the bad ending, you can you can successfully accomplish. Technically, you could. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about the bad ending later. Yeah. But the ending that I got yeah. was uh, listening and understanding and hearing the villain out and then being like oh shit everything's fucked up and it's corrupt fuck let's like work together and take it down i think that's interesting right because you've said even even the bad ending could be a pro Mm -hmm. you can still be a pro yeah in the bad ending and i think that's like a big point if you could be a pro hero which even these bad heroes could be pro heroes yeah you wouldn't be a true hero yeah it's just totally my opinion but that was connecting to the characters that the evildoers and not just labeling them evil, but seeing them as people. Yeah. You're trying to get to the core of a problem mm-hmm. of why they're doing the villainy. Yeah. And not just taking care of their actions, the actions that the symptoms of what they're doing. So a true hero actually takes care of the, the core of something rather than like the symptoms, the symptoms like, oh, there's a this person's robbing people. Let's beat them up and put them in jail it's like but right. why are they robbing people right right why are they doing that what what are they what are they trying to what pushed them to start robbing people and then we figure that out but the systems that be don't allow for that right so which kind of gets into the next one yeah, that perfectly flows into the next one so we'll start talking about that you have the the government in my hero would you or ra- barely you actually you don't really, really see them. engage with it no and i think this is show this i'm kind of taking a little bit from one Punch Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I think One Punch Man kind of touches, because One Punch Man touches on the economics of being a hero. Of doing heroing. Yeah, whereas my hero does not do that. No, it just is. It's like everybody just has money. Yeah. Right? 
fucking assholes. Like, even the villains are barely... Just have money. They're just, like, chilling yeah, in their yeah, warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> Where does the rent for that warehouse come from? Like, they're barely doing it are for money. Are they all squatters? Maybe. But I noticed this. <laughs> they know? never do it for, like, money. They're doing it for, like, destruction and, and like, changing No, yeah. The None world. of them want money. No. But they're all vibing with their cool outfits. So all of them are decked out. Are they in a socialist, like, Japan? Where, like, like, everybody just gets a monthly, like, stipend? I know, right? That must be what it is. Must be. Well. <laughs> they have some. <laughs> I wish. Fuck. Fuck. God damn it. But in One Punch Man, they do do a, a much better job of, like, detailing. So we didn't really mention it. Yeah. But in our video that we did, if you didn't see it, uh, it turns out that the heroes on top are corrupt. Yes. And um, we're like, oh, no. I'm not. Now, again, I don't want spoilers for my hero. No. But you barely get to see the government in that. But when you do, it's of a similar flavor. Similar vibes, similar energy. And I think, as we mentioned before, we recorded this podcast before. I think what you mentioned in one of the earlier recordings of this podcast, mm-hmm. you said that you were pointing out the actions of the heroes on top. It's like, why are they doing that? Right. right. So it's like, well, when you look at the economics of it, mm-hmm. there is a like, oh, well, they're just trying to stay on top. Right. Because the system in and of itself is flawed. So they're trying mm-hmm. to function in the, like, if the government's like, hey, just go fix this for us. Here's mm-hmm. some money. Figure it the fuck out. They're just like, okay, well, if I want the money, then I got to go start the crime, which is what they were doing. They were starting the mm-hmm. crime. I know that that doesn't happen in My Hero. But because the government's kind of corrupt and it's just like, do what I want you to do on the dark side of things, right? The, the things that the goody two-shoes won't be showing. Uh, I wanted to blatantly put that in our video. And so here you have the government placing that burden on the heroes mm-hmm. who can then have heroes that want to take it, heroes, quote unquote, that want to take advantage of that system. And that, like there always is. That's flawed, which, yeah, always happens. There always is. that starts to cause the corruption and then it just kind of trickles on down Mm -hmm. to why crime is happening in the first place yeah which is where the that uh, that parallel comes in from um one punch man right which is the the system sets it up so that you have to like go get some points and Mm -hmm. get your money by doing the points and it's kind of like well fuck you can be like the best one yeah are you a s-class hero are you a d-class hero yeah and it, it doesn't mean anything. So it's like, a, I assumed when we were playing the game mm-hmm. that it was a similar system. It wasn't mentioned in our video, but yeah. I assumed it was something like that. Because in My Hero, it's pretty unsaid, but everyone would guess that, okay, so All Might is... There is a number one hero, and there is, is a the, number two Yeah, there is a number one and number two. They number them. Yeah. So it does matter. There's a system of some kind. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just not the letters that One Punch Man did. Yeah. So here we have the government being corrupt. And it kind of trickles down into people taking advantage and doing what people do best, which is just taking whatever they can to take advantage and be up top. Yeah, they, they're pretty much the system in and of itself leaves too much room for that kind of stuff to happen. Mm. And they're, what, what has been good enough is just like, well, it's good enough. It works. Right. Why would we if it ain't broke? Don't fix it. Like, why would we bother with it? And we get into this situation that, that we see in the video. That we did. And I know you mentioned, well, it's not the same. Well, the whole point of our video is that it's not the same. And it's also in America. Which where we know, corruption runs free. I don't think that's a secret. 
politicians are super <laughs> corrupt all the time. It's like a meme. God, America sucks. Flip-flopping their opinions on whatever suits them Taking best. Taking money from corporations to make laws that benefit the corporations that harm people and poison their water. And you know, normal America things. If you pay attention, it, it mirrors that. Yeah. It mirrors that in, in my hero and in, and in real life. Yeah. Of what's happening now, really. If I'm not mistaken... Mm. You though that's a big part of it. Mm. It wasn't the primary part of it. No, I feel like it's one of the first things we're talking about because at the like the crux of what's going on outside and stuff, it's kind mm. of unavoidable. See, yeah, the reason why I wanted to talk it's it's a byproduct of what's happening because if we're looking at the core mm-hmm. again, the core of what's happening, mm-hmm. it starts with the individual. Mm-hmm. The individual allows this system to keep in play of course one person can't change a big system all on their own mm-hmm. unless you're someone like all might or you have an op power like yeah Crystal. baby when i win the game i had the almost op power in the world but if everyone wants to take care of that shadow self within them mm-hmm. then systems like that wouldn't exist they wouldn't be yeah there wouldn't be a need for them right Which, how does things not being black and white go into it like with, within a system mm-hmm. Like, we can know, like, we, we mentioned the ridiculousness of the, the circus that is politics in America. Uh, we can all, well, most people, can admit that there's an issue in the system. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I say that there's always somebody who disagrees. Mm-hmm. But if you think critically, be like, mm, something's not right here. Right. Something needs to change. Something's a little off. But then you start getting to, well, that's bad. But then where does the good start? And how does that play into the video with the everything's not black and white so in these stories you kind of have a black and white system just from the building of the world you have the heroes and then you have the villains but what i really like in my hero and what we incorporated is that you're not strictly good or bad mm-hmm. and you're like duh doesn't that that obviously no make sense. one no duh everybody has evil in them duh but that in the show, that line kind of gets blurred. You're kind of like, well, you know, you're a hero. You do these good things, and you're not a you're not a hero. You're a villain. You're obviously awful. You're Doing like bad things. Bad things. But when in our in our episode in our show, what we what we're doing is when you start to view people that way, when you tribe them that way, you label them, you categorize them, yeah. you categorize them. It you start to view them as less than a person. Mm-hmm. They're they're no longer human. Mm-hmm. And so systems like something like what Dolian is doing doesn't seem so bad. It's a, it, it kind of is a slippery slope to getting that system to start happening. Mm-hmm. You know, well they're villains. They they deserve to get. They're beat doing up. bad things. Well, the thing is, nobody wakes up and decides to be a villain. Mm-hmm. You know, not not for real, for real. Like there's the like hashtag villain era on like TikTok, which I'm I'm going through, been through. Mm-hmm. Bitch, I'm your villain. Dream about me at night. Mm. Uh, but no, for real, when you're not, that's just you looking out for yourself. When nobody just wakes up and is like, I want to throw a baby out of a window. Like, I God, I hope not. I mean, of sound mind, of okay well-being. That's yeah. just not, it's just not what people do. So nobody's like, mustache twirling and train tracks, woman. Like, that's... Right. Minus the, the fact that if I had a mustache that long, I would totally twirl you it. You would twirl it, but you wouldn't do evil and twirl it. I feel like you almost have to. No, I'm joking. What? This is how it starts. So it started. It starts with the mustache. <laughs> it starts with the mustache. No, uh, and the way they do that, the way they show that no one's just good or evil in my hero is they start to give these villains backstories and 
and a look into their psyche about why they're doing what they're doing. It's not just to empathize with the character, but it shows that every villain doesn't see themselves as a villain in their yeah. own story. Yeah. And you are a villain in someone's story. Yeah. You know, in someone else's story, they're the main character. You're the villain. Yeah. I think we talked about, I don't know if we're planning a podcast for this video, but like mm. we have a video about, are you the main character? And I feel like that video kind of missed the point why we didn't have time to. Yeah. Everybody's the main character of their own story. But that is exactly true. Like mm. you are, you, I am a villain in somebody's story. And you might be like, Crystal, you're so great. What do you mean? Oh, bitch. I can name three people right now who would love to see me suffer. And it's not because I was like mean to them first, but that's just, you look out for yourself. You do your thing. Mm -hmm. People's wounds come up, their shadow, which we'll get to in a little bit, starts coming out and baby bop. Now you got to separate yourself from some people who Mm -hmm. cause you hurt and pain. And then they're really mad. And now you're a villain, but simultaneously you can be like, I'm the best person in the world. I am righteous. Mm. I am on the right side of things. And you could be despicable like Doleon. Like Doleon. And you think you're the hero, but mm. you are actively harming people. And that's the importance of the shadow part. Like, so nothing's black and right. And it brings to the gray, which is like the color of a shadow. I'm so good at transitions. Look at that. Look at me go. I think the last thing I wanted to touch on before we start moving on to yeah. the, the shadow stuff is this idea of, labels this yes. idea of tribing something when you try to label something so hard that you forget that the other person is human or the like, other being is human like what do you mean okay instance in in our story doleon is just beating the crap out of this person petty who's petty theft a petty theft right and everybody's reactions to it is like, okay, well, did you have to like go like so they hard? Beat, they beat the, they beat the fuck out of them. Yeah. It's like an Easter egg, but if you watch really close, an, a severed arm comes out of mm-hmm. the fighting cloud. I specifically requested that from our lovely artist. <laughs> and it's kind of, <laughs> that's a dual meaning. And this is why there might be two subjects. If that's a dual meaning, you have the top hero just kind of wailing on this guy and taking out his frustration mm-hmm. on this low petty theft mm-hmm. <laughs> it, which is is by the way in a in a bad quote-unquote bad area so this is a disenfranchised area that we're right. in as well where it's like oh it's, it's a bad part of town well where that 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 we were talking about seeds mm-hmm. core moments from before there's a reason why bad parts of town are bad right and it's not people just deciding to be mean mm-hmm. and uh it's systemic this kind of mirrors the ACAB, yeah, you know, thing yeah. going on, where I not every like hero in this in this story is gonna be awful. No, not all of them are doing these things, but there are heroes that are doing it, and the top heroes are doing it. Which is where the villain comes in and is like, mm-hmm. "You're a fucking bootlicker to the the, the player." Mm-hmm. Now it's like, "What do you mean? <laughs> like, I'm, yeah. I am." A hero? What do you yeah, mean? I'm a hero. Like I'm, I'm here to help people. What are you doing, bitch? Blowing up statues? Fuck you. <laughs> You're the one who's terrorizing stuff. Yeah, and again, I mean, when we were discussing the the concepts, we couldn't really see a way around it, but it is so prevalent because it's not the the key takeaway. Yeah. The key takeaway is self work, which is saving best for last. Mm. But it is unavoidable. 
the the parallels between police brutality and corruption in a system that needs to be changed fundamentally mm-hmm. versus my uncle or my mom is in the police force and they're like nice like i think when i understood why people say a cab which is like all cops are bastards you go no no because i you can't change it unless you're on the inside the thing is right thing here's the secret mm. they're not saying that all of you are bad people right the it it means that you are like bastardized it's like perverted it's like tainted right you might go in with the best of intentions but then you're in the middle of a system that forces you to support even unknowingly Mm -hmm. fucked up harmful behavior to other human beings and there's countless stories on tiktok particularly when 2020 was happening it was like going really crazy Mm -hmm. of ex-cops who are like i left and this is why i left because when you start to do good when you try to change the system from the inside they destroy your life yeah because the system is made up the way it's made up of and it's basically a glorified gang this is straight from the mouths of people who have been in it that's why they say that yeah so it's not like oh you're a bad person it reminds me of the um final fantasy 7 uh Barrett. yes you know we know what scene i'm talking about yeah yeah i don't remember the situation but I think they're entering the Shinra building. Yeah, they're entering the Shinra building. They're in the uh, elevator. They're in the elevator, and it's like, I don't know, they're like trying to like sneaky. Yeah. They're trying to like, like s- not be conspicuous. Yeah, like sneaky into the elevator. Yeah. And they run into this like little, a girl, this little girl who's like an assistant. She's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm so mm. sorry. She's like real nice. And they're just like, damn, she's real nice. <laughs> she don't, she she don't, don't know, know nothing. She don't know nothing about all this fucked up shit that this corporation's doing. Yeah. And then Barrett speaks up, and I don't remember the line. I'm going to fucking butcher it. But somebody who partakes in the system is not without sin. Mm -hmm. She is just as responsible because at the end of the day, there are these, like, unless it's a really, really well-kept secret, like, really well-kept secret. At the end of the day, you can have miles of hard evidence that Mm. fucked up things are happening at the hands of the system. And you'll be like, well, I'm just taking notes, and Mm -hmm. I just... I just need money and this is the only place that would hire me. And that's where the black and white starts coming in because mm. it's like that person is responsible because they're helping perpetuate the system. But also that bitch just needed some money. Mm-hmm. And that's but they're still a part of it. Pretty much what some of those pro heroes in our story uh, are doing. Like they're mm-hmm. trying to survive in a system that's already set up. They don't have the power themselves to just overthrow a system of government and change mm-hmm. everything in the story so mm-hmm. that's where you come in later in as OP, but, yeah but one of the endings in the story yeah was totally like you just become another cog in the system yeah so there was the option to listen mm-hmm. to the villain which mm-hmm. is what i picked and then there was the option to just like don't listen to that bitch fuck him up mm-hmm. beat him up don't cut, just throw him. label them as just a villain uh-huh. and they stop and then stop them brutally and then you become a pro hero uh, and you're just a part of the system. But then by the time you're in, it's too late. Yeah. You've already put in too much time. You've already put in too much money, too much everything. You'd have to walk away from your entire life mm-hmm. because now you're part of the fucked up system and you're helping perpetuate it. And you don't have enough power to, again, overthrow this system. If you picked if you picked that option mm-hmm. where you just stop them and beat them up, mm-hmm. you don't have enough power to overthrow the system. I mean, it makes that. sense. Because when I stop and talk to them is when you become OP. So I don't know if I mentioned it yet in this, in this, in this recording of the podcast. Yeah. I can't remember. They're all starting to blend together. I know. <laughs> At the end, the villain is actually you. 
Yes. All along. So actually, I'm, I'm going to use that to tie in to start going into the next one. The next one. Yeah. yeah. So the villain is you and you it you chose to become well to listen to them and to kind of when you listen to them you become them. you become one you accept that part of yourself yes and that's how you find out that it's actually you yes so it goes into a backstory like, and it turns out that it's you you were split because of trauma trauma and your strong feelings about doleon and the past that mm-hmm. happened and you, you become two different people but you're still one person it's like the dark side of yourself becomes its own person mm-hmm. so your your power then is split in half yes and by choosing at the end of the thing to unify you you become get that op power back. op power because you have the power now mm-hmm. to not only accept villains and yourself your mm-hmm. dark side your dark shadow that allows you to be complete as a person and complete with power op power to overthrow which is just an, i think you did such a good job i think it's so well done thank you I'm blowing wind up your skirt a little bit. A I'm little. just like, I mean it. I'll I think it. it's so well done. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> uh, I think uh, you did a great job with it. Well, okay, so I think, you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think the shadow portion and understanding the inspiration behind that part right. is the most important and the biggest takeaway. Yes. I, we had we had to cover all of that other stuff just because it's undeniable. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was hard to... Part of it. Yeah, it's hard to not fit it into the narrative. We almost tried to remove it from the narrative. Mm-hmm. We can't. No. So it just is what it is. And it also all ties together. It's all it's all technically one thing. Mm-hmm. But the shadow. The shadow. The shadow is, is the most important. Yes, which is the final piece that of we're going to take over. Th- the thumbspiration. Yeah. And take it and put it in okay, our video. Okay, so what are we talking about when we say shadow? Like, what the fuck does that even mean? It's, it's when the sun comes out and it leaves a dark spot. No. <laughs> The, it's the undesirables, the undesirable part of yourself that you refuse to accept. You tuck away. And I think I have a quote here in my notes that you put in. I did. So um, can I interject fun facts? Absolutely. Okay. While well, you look that up. The shadow self was, I believe, originally postulated by Carl Jung. Yep. Um, I could be wrong. Freud might have mentioned it at some point, but I'm pretty sure it was standardized by Carl Jung. Uh, and it is not the ego. It is different than the ego. If the ego is the sun, so the ego is what we want everybody to see. The ego is I, 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 me, me, me. Me, me, I, me, I, me, I, me, I, me, me, me. And we then have to be the best. We have to be amazing. We have to be accepted. Everybody has to like us because I am I, 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 I win. I'm best. I am yes. better than everyone. I win. And so then what does that leave? Society goes, mm, I don't like that about you. And they go, oh, okay, so we're just going to put that right back there. And then mm-hmm. we put it in the shadow. So the brighter the ego is untamed, the brighter the ego is because it's untamed. Deeper and darker that shadow is of things that we've decided, have been told, or have been subconsciously taught are undesirable traits in a human being. Right. And then that, sh- that shadow gets real dark. So the quote you have here is by Carl Jung. Everyone carries a shadow, and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. But if it is repressed and isolated from consciousness, it never gets corrected. Yes. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to me? Yeah. It's like the more you shine, like I said, the deeper and darker that part of you is going to get. But so many, it's the shadow. It's unseen. It's tucked away in a box and shoved away and we don't ever talk about it. We don't talk about what's in the box. are all not even aware that it's there. Uh, when I realized that this was a thing, I was like, oh, fuck, that is important. And I should start untangling that web of myself. And it's not fun. It's very, very annoying. 
Because to admit that you were awful, it's, or like what society deems as awful, is what you think of yourself as, or on other people as awful, right. is not fun. What the shit is, is that the more you suppress something, you mm -hmm. take it, you're like, oh, that's not a good thing, we suppress. Mm -hmm. well, all energy has to be expressed one way or the other, and it starts getting projected. Right, because it can't be denied. It can't be denied. So or, then, or rather, it can't be destroyed. Yeah, and energy can't be created or destroyed. So we have this energy, we have this emotion, we have this trait, this quality, or, or, or whatever that could be dealt with at a healthy level if we had emotionally mature uh, systems or parents or, or somebody around us to help us through those things or, or a society that doesn't deem those to be default setting awful, awful mm. emotions. If we were able to work through them, that wouldn't even happen in the first place. But mm. we take them and we repress them and then they get infected, like energetically infected, basically. And so what happens is it can't be expressed through yourself, so it's going to start coming out in everything around you. Mm -hmm. Because you see that in everybody else. Yep. And in here, in this story, you kind of see it through the powers that be. It starts to bleed out into the heroes, who then it starts to bleed out into the crime that's happening, and eventually the player who is so affected that they get split in half. Mm -hmm. Well, that's how it works. It starts on the inside, mm -hmm. right? And then it, as within, so without, and as without, so within, right? Um as above so below and as within so without as i believe the emerald tablet states so with that being the case we then have cause and effect on a massive scale on the exterior mm. causing systems and circumstances like the burning building situation in our video right. that then brings a quote-unquote darkness in somebody's heart mm -hmm. or whatever and it's not addressed Mm -hmm. And they, you deny it so hard that it ends up splitting you. And it ends up splitting it in half. And mm. it ends up being like, well, that's not me. I don't do that. Right. Nope. Me? No. And everybody has that. Every, like, what you think is awful, you've done it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think in our toxic video, we didn't really have a chance to talk about our past toxic shit. We talked about fun like stories that inspired the video, which those are all true. Yeah. But I didn't really... It would have been interesting to talk about our toxic shit, which is maybe for another podcast. But like our toxic traits? Yeah. Like, for fun fact, I was a huge bigot before the age of, I don't know, 23, 24. If you knew me before the ages of 23 or 24, I'm sorry. I would like to personally and publicly apologize to you. If, uh, God, the things that came out of my mouth. Hmm. I don't uh, think you said anything to some, well, maybe you have. I just, I look back at how I thought about things and how I viewed things and, I was like, oh, you know, I'm just like a good little, I'm an ex-vangelical. Hi, nice to meet you. Deconstructing constantly. Mm. God, I remember being like somebody, I don't even remember the conversation, but we were talking about morals or something. Mm. And I remember standing there being like, God, I'm so glad I'm right so mm. that I don't burn in hell. And I was like, oh, yeah. huh, huh, yeah. God, I'm going to peel my own skin off. I hate that. No, yeah, that makes but sense. But when you face it and you uh, learn and you grow and you realize that these negative, that's just one of many, I'm toxic. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm working on it constantly. And everybody is. And that's the point. Right. That is important. If I did not do my shadow work, I probably would not be here right now. Yeah. And it's the importance of acknowledging these unwanted traits in yourself as like, well, who wants to be a bigot? Well, you don't think that you are one. No. I was typically approached as a nice person because I was generally nice. Right. It's not always this obvious, oh, you're a bigot. Who wants to be that? Right. You don't ever think that you're going to be that, even if it's blaringly obvious to everybody else. Sometimes it's really small. Yeah. Like uh, a good example is a friend of ours 
was dating somebody relatively recently mm-hmm. and there was a i don't even remember the tr- the word the verbiage that was used but it was something like needy mm-hmm. dependent something something, something like that something along the lines of and that and they're just like in a calm way this person is a very calm communicator so i don't doubt them who are coming across as rather needy or dependent or something like i'm not dependent i'm not doing that i blah 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 blah, blah. i'm actually just doing this and then like details literally being needy and or dependent mm-hmm. and they were like that's literally what that means they're like no you're being the you're being that way yes like you're you're it's you you're the one because it's honestly as much as that person we can easily be like oh they're just gaslighting them on purpose they knew all along blah, right. blah, blah. no no genuinely so, mm-hmm. this person could not face the idea of what they have been dis- they have determined in and of themselves that is a despicable and disgusting trait and i would never be that mm-hmm. and so it's being projected because it's going to be expressed whether you want her to or not yep and then you're going to have that come up around you all the time mm-hmm. and you're going to complain about it in other people mm-hmm. so the especially m- if you see it in other people yeah if if you are nails on a chalkboard about somebody it's probably because it is within you somewhere now not all the time not always <laughs> not all the time but fucking brianne um but sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes. Why it's so important to shine a light onto that part of yourself is when you come, it's not to delete. No. It's not to delete that part of if you. If you notice, Misted was still there. Yeah. They I were, had a really cool outfit. Yeah, a really cool outfit and really cool hair. You were complete as... A person. A person. So to integrate the shadow isn't to delete these unwanted traits that you just didn't get rid of good enough. Right. It's to unify and become one with all parts of yourself mm-hmm. and to work through those things that caused those harsh, intense emotions in the first place and finally feel them and finally be able to let go of them or integrate them mm-hmm. or express them in a more healthy way. Mm-hmm. So how do you do that? On a practical sense, how does one integrate that? Because we could talk about it and be like, okay, and that's it. Have fun. Have fun. Like, go look. Go. <laughs> have fun Good with that, bitch. doing that. How would you do it? How's your shadow work been? My shadow work's been great. For, life has been forcing me to <laughs> see where I am. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> feeling undesirable and sit and meditate on it. Actually sit with the feeling. Actually, I, I saw a TikTok that was um, talking about a truck that's coming towards you. I wish I could remember the TikToker so I can shout them out, but I don't remember the what the name was. Uh, but there's a truck coming towards you. And like, what do you feel when oh, yeah, you, that's you, see question. The, when you see the truck listener, coming? Listener, listener, when you, you're in the middle of the street, truck coming towards you, how do you feel? And my knee-jerk reaction, which is, I'll, I guess, a couple people's knee-jerk Mine reactions, too. was, well, I, I get out the way. Fuck, I gotta move. Gotta move, duh. And the person says, well, you avoided the question. I don't know if you, if you realized, I asked, what do you feel, not what do you do? Or want to do. Or want to do. How and do you feel? That was because you are avoiding the feelings. You intellectualize your problems. You intellectualize your, pro- your problems, your and feelings, not, yeah. and you don't sit with them. So I am, that is what I was, I have been doing, been avoiding them and intellectualizing them. And now it's time to sit with them and... Even the unwanted things? Even the unwanted Wasn't ones. Wasn't there... I mean, you don't have to give name to this trait because I don't want to blow up a spot. But there was a conversation that we had recently. We are like, am I like that? Am I... Do I do that? One thing? I don't remember what it was. I think it was about something on TikTok. How it was a parent who was dealing with a kid who was like on the ground and they didn't want to like clean their room. Mm. Uh, and the dad spoke up and were like, do I need to come over there? And they're like, no. And they stood up and walked away. 
right right and the right. person was stitching it and was like that's toxic that's that's fucked up that makes me very sad mm-hmm. uh that kid wasn't being disrespectful that kid was feeling asking for help was asking for help feeling overwhelmed it's gonna be so much mom i don't even know where to start and they were crying because they felt alone and they didn't know how to manage it's but a it skill came, it came across as the kid was being disrespectful or, and not wanting or, to do it yeah well that's how the dad took it that's how the dad took a default and you came to me and you were like what do you think about this? And I was like, yeah, that woman's completely right. right. Like uh, 110%. It's a child. A child doesn't know compartmentalization and, and how to handle large tasks. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> of and course, I feel overwhelmed when I have a large task. Imagine a, an acid trip child. Right, right, right. And then you were like, damn. Am I like that? I would have been like, I, I told like you to. and I would have been like the dad because I remember. How that, that was done to you. That, that was done to me growing up. And you would always say, I would never be that kind of parent. Yes. And that's where the shadow comes in mm-hmm. because it's like, I would never, of course, I'm, I would I understand, I would listen to my kid and let them talk to me about stuff. But at the at the end of the day, there's this like suppressed emotion of frustration mm-hmm. and injustice that was never dealt with right. as a child right. that you're now like, well, that's just how I was treated. So that's just what we do. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't have kids and no. you are constantly asking yourself these questions, which is, was, you know, is honestly why we don't have kids is because neither of us are feel like ready feel ready in that regard like i'm yeah. not about to re-traumatize another generation like 100%. i'm here to don't have kids unless you've been through therapy and are deeply connected with your with yourself like, please, for the, please for the child's sake um, <laughs> we're not perfect i you would say david's the sweetest bean and he is the sweetest bean mm. but we have our shit everybody has our shit and, and going back and dealing with that and ag- admitting it one. and one admitting it two, having to go back and treat my younger self how i would wanted to have been treated mm-hmm. and then deconstructing that process is all part of like it wasn't your fault yeah like it wasn't my it fault it wasn't all your par- fault all part of that is so that I don't repeat it mm-hmm. onto my eventual... Or project it. Or project it we, onto so we, others. We, we suppress, and then we project. Right. And then we deny. Mm-hmm. And that is the nature of the shadow. So the, these things, you like, that's an awful thing to do. Like that's, did, that, did that answer the question of how to do it? I think so. In a way, I would say... if I, In a simple way. Can, let's, let's break it down simple. in a simple way. It, admission admitting is the first step they say an alcoholics anonymous for a reason you got to admit it but we talked about it in so many other podcasts being self-aware is so important Mm -hmm. if you can't give name to or admit that it's even there Mm -hmm. we can't deal with it yeah uh you have to admit that there's a problem or a self-evaluation a a perceived problem because it's not a problem the festering of it is the problem right then once you have that you go okay well where did that come from Mm-hmm. right they just said oh shit i thought i would be a great parent it came mm-hmm. from this being done to me and having this repressed frustration and mm-hmm. then it's never dealt with and then i was i have to control other things because i never had control in my life mm-hmm. we we undo we go why undo why that. why why keep asking yourself why why well because i don't want the kid to be disrespectful why because i was taught that uh, kids shouldn't be disrespectful well why yeah well um because my parents didn't want to deal with my emotions why well, because my parents why? said I was disrespectful. Well, why is that disrespectful? Why is you that don't disrespectful? Talk to your parent, your why don't you talk to your parent? To, yeah. Because your parent doesn't listen to you. And you just keep going down this little tree until we get to the core, which is what we were talking about before, this mm-hmm. little seedling of why that's there. And you go, oh, I don't have this nasty, undesirable trait. It's birthed from this thing. And that, and, and AKA, that all boils down to that kid has to deal with that. Mm-hmm. But the kid is a kid. The kid is a kid. They don't know how to manage, project manage cleaning of a room it is the adult who has to teach who has to teach it mm-hmm. so a lot of parents get so triggered yes they get very triggered raising kids they think oh the kid's gonna solve all the problems and they they have kids and the mm. kids are the age 
the kid's never been your age. The kid is the kid, but you've been that age, right? I heard another person on TikTok talking about this. Uh, and it's your responsibility to meet them where they are. And if you have unresolved pain mm-hmm. or frustration from that period of time, you're going to want to shut it down because that's your shadow that you don't want to deal with. So you're like, no, that's not there. Shut up. You're being annoying. And that's how that starts to unravel. So mm-hmm. it's not always going to be like, oh, my, my, my parents, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it's like a, something happened at school or mm-hmm. there is a trauma big T event that made you not have the capacity or time to deal with an emotion that would get in the way. God, that's one of my things. Yeah. Like just 10, 13 plus years of nonstop traumatic events. And I just had to go and survive and be there. And that made me be a workaholic and it made me think my value is in doing and getting over things and sometimes it's systems that we grew up in so nobody ever was like this is how you be a bigot crystal yeah (laughs) you know sometimes it's just so good people do this and bad people do this and you're bad people if you do this you're like oh i'm not and again that's yeah i'm not a bad bad that means that they're a bad people that means that they're a bad people i would never be a bad people Mm -hmm. and you internalize that shit and it starts to fester because you refuse to deal with the source emotion how does this tie all into the video becoming one with yourself yep this i i didn't do a good job i just wanted to take i just i want i wanted to be bad bitches because miss did's a bad bitch i love that bitch I, you know what i love my shadow there you go she's a bad bitch like remove the get it disinfected get some disinfectant turn the lights down a little bit get everything back to that nice little gray area not too bright not too dark Misted's a bad bitch. And, and I love embodying the Misted part of myself. Some, She's awesome. Something I wanted to talk about with Misted is that Misted had valid reasons for what Misted was doing. Mm-hmm. Like, what Doleon did to that character was awful. Mm-hmm. And it's only right to have want... Yeah, like, want to stop it. To stop it. and Because if, if, if Misted had done nothing, nothing then it would have continued. Yeah. But do we really need to blow things up? and that's what's like the approach is skewed but she was not whole Mm -hmm. so when you're whole which goes back to the unification of the selves it's not to delete the this despicable dark side of myself the Mm -hmm. she monster nasty bitch that i can be it's like oh okay well why are we like that let's let's sit down let's have some lunch with ourselves in our brain and (laughs) And let's use this in a constructive positive way let's wow you know what i i am okay and i love being that bad bitch Mm -hmm. and that's okay it's okay to express this emotion, to express that need, to be, feel, see this or that. And I want the player, who, the watcher who's, who's playing along, to understand that they can accept those dark parts of themselves yeah. as well. Take those parts, love those parts. And rechannel that energy. And rechannel that. Transform, transmute that energy, right? Now we, you too can be a pro <laughs> hero. Be a pro hero. The true hero. I think the one last thing that we put in another podcast, one of the other ones that we I wanted I want to mention is that you can only worry about yourself. Yeah. This was a lot of system, a lot of like, oh well, you worry about yourself and your shadow. Like the system still sucks. The allegory of like becoming OP because you've become unified with yourself, and then mm. you can you this one person can take over the system. The thing is. You can only worry about yourself. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to know what their shadow is, which is why we're making this podcast. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to know even how to deal with it, which is another reason why we're making this podcast. Which a lot we of made people, the video. Well, a lot of people don't even want to deal with the idea of it. They're like, nope, not me. I'm mm-hmm. perfect. Not me, bitch. I know everything there is to know. I'm perfect. I don't deal with it. But what happens 
when we deny that shadow part of ourselves so much. We have this projection that just is causing our earth and our world and our systems to just deteriorate and harm and hurt people. Mm. That is the core of the system. The system was made by people. The system didn't just yeet itself into mm -hmm. existence. Enough hurt people created a system that was... Hurting people. Hurting people. Because they were projecting their suppressed shadow. Mm -hmm. And if everybody can get it together <laughs> and, and all of us can love all parts of ourselves to really come to terms with our shadow. Then you can love others. Then you can love others. And if everybody's doing that, then we can all then fix the system. And that's why the system will then not exist. Because they would be like, oh, the system's dumb. We're done. Mm -hmm. Last thing is I think the importance of admitting that you could be wrong. I think when the shadow is built upon a, we build our lives upon these foundations that are built on the shadow that mm. we are denying, right? Yeah. Or our ego even. Right, sure. And when we go, oh man, let me look back at that shadow and admit that it's there. Well, if I do that, then my house of cards is destroyed. Right, I have to admit that I'm wrong. I have to something. admit that I'm wrong and that changes my paradigm. And if my paradigm is changed, my entire life falls apart. Who am I as a person? What choice did I make? What? Who am I as a person? And... If the thought of for a moment, mm -hmm. whatever thing you find very important, I don't care if it's your thoughts, religion, opinions, whatever, I don't fucking care. To yourself quietly, this is one of the pivotal moments for myself in my deconstruction. What if you are wrong? If that makes you want to throw up a little bit and you're like, no, because I'm not wrong, because I could not, that's just not the case. Because that's, because no, you have a lot of work to do. We invite you to we explore We invite that. you to explore that because if you are afraid or unable to say, what if I'm wrong and not feel ease and peace, there's an issue. Mm-hmm. You are living in a state of ego, which is overshining your shadow, which is just making things worse. It's terrifying at first, but it was so freeing to be able to be like, what if I'm wrong? What if I am fucked up? What if I am, this isn't okay. And what if I don't have it all right? It, once I accepted it and came to peace with it, it was freeing because I could then find truth in, in everything and anything. Yeah. Then it's not like who's right and who's wrong. It's what works and what doesn't. Right. And you can't, not works in like a, well, the money flows and the economics and the blah, blah, blah. On a human level, what works? Are you content? Are the people around you happy and okay? Not like, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. Crosses arms and leans away. Like, no, you're not. On a soul level, if we're all doing this work on a shadow work, toning down the ego, as I've mentioned in past episodes, not, didn't, not deleting it, mastering it, becoming one with it so when something comes up and you're like well this could be not the case or i could be wrong about this thing that i find very important or this undesirable word could define some of my actions you're not like no oh no defensive 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 you go hmm i want to think on that and i want to work on that and i want to deconstruct that you'll be free and the yeah. the world around you will start to fall into a sense of peace that you didn't know was possible because mm -hmm. you're not so concerned with being right Mm -hmm. you're allowing the space to grow yes and i think that's what's most important which then would solve you which then would solve the systems which is because nothing's black and white and being a true hero and everything comes back the end the end we upload this podcast once a month in tandem with our youtube videos so you can check this podcast out monthly on any of your favorite podcasting services or check out our youtube videos you'll see those go up and be like oh my god there's a new podcast that's us. Hi. If you want more updates on the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter at OnTheChairPod and on Instagram at OnTheChairPod. Or you can follow us as human beings and our updates and our thoughts and fun social media bits anywhere at the doodles at the D-O-O-T-L-E-Z. That's at the D-O-O-T-L-E-Z. And that's it.
Bye. That's it. Okay, bye.